Hello guys, just a couple of news. The Double Espresso show was known as Only Sex is Better up until March 2017. That means until episode 4. We have then rebranded, uh, but that's the reason why you'll hear the name Only Sex is Better a lot in this episode. From episode 5 onwards, we've been the Double Espresso show. And I hope this won't bother you too much. I know we're happy with it. And that was the first news I had, so the change of the name. The second one is that this podcast is brought to you by Audible. If you go to audible.com slash espresso show, you can get a free audiobook and 30 days trial on the Amazon app to listen to books. If you like this show, help us and go to audibletrial.com slash espresso show. The subscription is free for you, but I mean a few dollars for us, for covering the costs of hosting the show, for example. It's just a few clicks for you, but it means the world to us. So please, audibletrial.com slash espresso show. Alright, enough with the news. Without further ado, please enjoy the show, previously known as Only Sex is Better, and now the one and only, The Double Espresso Show. Good morning, boys and girls, and welcome to the first official episode of Only Sex is Better. Welcome! I'm Simone. And I'm Claudia. And today we will talk about fasting. And that is because in our pilot episode, that was the one we got most feedback about and what people wanted to know more about. So diet and fasting. What do they want to know about not eating? It's so easy. <laughs> you just have not to eat. That's all that you need to know about fasting. Probably. Yeah, but why? Why do you do it? So we're going to talk about that today. Yes. And uh, thank you for everyone who listened to the first episode. You were more than 100. And that was already amazing for us because we had no idea anybody would actually listen to it. Great feedback. Great feedback. We'll try to... Well, we, we will improve during this journey. This is just episode one. So Yes. And the name, by the way, because in the first um, episode, uh, it was all about how we're going to call this podcast. And we decided to call it Only Sex is Better. And uh, even if many of you think it's a clickbait title, headline, as some of you said. It isn't. It isn't. Because we thought about it back in 2008. We thought about, you know, that if we would have a company. There wasn't even internet at that time. Exactly. (laughs) So there wasn't clickbait stuff. (laughs) So... So yeah, it's Only Sex is Better. From 2008, we still have the same name. And uh, we want to start a podcast with, because I mean, any anyone listening to this podcast is friends and family, basically. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> so we want to start with uh, something that we took from one of our favorite podcasts called Ringcast, which is about um, games, and it's an Italian podcast. And what they do is that they always have this uh, casa at the beginning. So casa means home in Italian. And so we want to have this casa theme, which is what is happening in our lives before we start with the theme of the day so that, you know, you can get to know us throughout this journey a little bit better. And also we can get to know each other because the news in Casa Claudio is that I'm moving to New York. Wow. Wow. (laughs) And so when are you moving to New York? Tomorrow. Tomorrow, when it's probably yes. when we're going to publish this podcast. So Nice. So I'll be been flying uh, while you listen to this amazing episode, hopefully. Wow. So you're moving to New York. How long? 
I'll be there now three months and then uh, the plan is to be there quite long. So we will see. Plan, there's no plan. But I'll move there because of my work. So I'll be relocated in Manhattan and uh, let's see. That's uh, pretty exciting. A lot of packing though. But How was the packing? So you packed your whole life in how many... Well, I was planning for one, and then you suggested maybe I should buy a second one. So, uh, and then I, yeah, that was uh, quite much needed. Yeah. So, but I fit all my life into luggage. So, pretty much, I'm, I'm a minimalist. And I'm very happy that you decided to move to New York like a week after we decided to open this podcast. <laughs> yes. Yes. So, that was. Uh, uh, so, we will have to make this. Uh, like worldwide podcasts from so we cannot use anymore from the studio of Helsinki, but we need to use some somehow. And I think the biggest problem is that now we need two microphones, so our expenses just doubled. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. But hey, if you want to make any donation, we have a PayPal account, <laughs> dun, da, da, da. which is uh, paypal.me slash OSIB. So it's the initial of only sex is better. And please donate because we actually noticed that there is a lot of expenses for this for this podcast. It's not so. Yeah, you need cheap. water. You need. You need to host it somewhere. Yeah, yeah that's true. That's yeah. true. It's complicated. It's complicated. Apparently, I don't do any of this. So Simona is the mind and the hands behind this. And. Uh, yeah, so that was, that was for Casa Claudio. Anything what, else? What's going on in your life? No, my life is just uh, boring. I'm moving to New York. <laughs> what about yours? That was pretty good. Uh, this is very fast, Casa. Um, well, I mean, in my Casa, there's not that, that there's not much happening. Like uh, for those who don't know, I I got a daughter like five months ago, I think. Another one. Another one. And uh, well, pretty much I'm not sleeping ever. Like she wakes up every hour and screaming. And I, I like to, you know, sleep with my wife. So I don't go anywhere else in the home. So I stay there and I hear to this crying. And uh, so basically, I guess that what's going on in my house is that I am trying to find the, you know, balance in life with, you know, gym, work and not sleeping and still try to be, you know, energetic. Clearly, there's no eating because Simone is fasting. So. <laughs> yeah, and because of the shape, get, trying to get back in shape, because when, when she was born, uh, Melina is her name. So when she was born, then, you know, I got like, I don't know, five kilos in like a month because I was, you know, new job, new daughter. It was, it was awful. And now I'm trying to get back in shape. So what's the fastest way <laughs> you can use to back? to go back in shape is not eating obviously come on <laughs> no we're just kidding but that's more complicated than that it's more disclaimer and but this is a perfect bridge to start talking about fasting and uh and just to let you know if you're breastfeeding if you have high blood pressure if you're diabetic this is not for you and in general probably this is not for you Let's say this is not for you. So just leave, this is for us and uh, not for you. <laughs> now, hopefully it will be for you, but there's a lot of stuff you need to do before start fasting. Yes. And uh, when we talk about fasting, we mostly talk about intermittent fasting. So it's not like a, like a hunger strike that you never eat again. It's more, it's more something that like you have blocks of period of time when you don't eat. So let's say 20 to 24 hours, and then you have a block of about four hours. And once you're used to do that, you can go and increase that amount of time. And um, so what it means in practice that if you skip, let's say you go to sleep, you skip breakfast, and then you have a late lunch, 
now you have fasted from uh, 6 p.m., 8 p.m., depending with what time you eat dinner, till 5. So there's a lot of hours. There's two meals you have skipped. And that's the beginning. So you could start by easily skipping a meal. Maybe not dinner, because then you go to sleep uh, with, I mean, hunger, and then you don't, like, uh, that was a ping from somewhere. You don't uh, sleep very well. So don't disrupt your sleeping patterns. Just better to skip breakfast. It's easier. You can manage that much better. Yes. And um, and with that, actually, I could tell you that uh, that the biggest mistake people do is they tend to quit a good method they could follow and instead trying to look for the perfect method which they will never follow. What With that, what I mean is start with something simple. So start, first of all, check your diet in general. So we are now doing fasting, but we've been doing, we've been dieting for a long time. So I think it was the end of 2015 where I found out I don't need to eat all that bread and pasta. So the gluten-free, almost not free, but let's say low-carb diet. And it's been almost a year that I've done that. So I have my cheat days. I love my cheat days, which is usually on weekends where I eat all kinds of stuff, especially pizzas on Sundays. But then during the week, I'm pretty good on the very low carb, no alcohol, no pasta, no bread. And once you have that in place, then you can go towards fasting. So if you don't even have your normal diet in place, this is not for you because I mean, if then when you start to eat, you start with sugars, that will make you dependent on it. And there's no point. Yeah, I think one of uh, uh, the struggle that we have today is the diet really got crazy. So first of all, who said that we have to eat every two, three, four, five hours? I mean, the snacks between meals, this is just a cultural. Uh, marketing. It's marketing. We both work in marketing and sales. And we know that, you know, you got to sell if you want to have your salary. So if you if they need to sell the, the, the what is it in the morning that you eat the cereal know. the cereals I don't have breakfast ever so <laughs> so if you if you if you need to sell the cereals you need to convince people that they're healthy that you need to f them and now you have breakfast breakfast is an invention it's called breakfast to begin with so you break the fast the fasting from the night but I I. I think there wasn't. I mean, uh, it's it's. Uh, if you think of 100 years ago, 500, 1,000, there was no breakfast, there was no cereal. So this is just a, an invention that it's very recent. And when I hear some people, like, for example, the French of the Italian, so what did you have for breakfast? They had toast with Nutella. So what do you get out of it? Like, apart from wanting happiness. more. Happiness. <laughs> happiness. <laughs> but what do you get? out of it, you know, for your body that they can use to burn during the day. Now, there's a lot of sugar. So we, I don't want to go too deep into this also because I really don't know much more than what I'm going to tell you now. But it works when you eat sugar. Now you have, so sugar is toxic over a certain amount in the body. And when you go over that amount, then the body produces insulin to clean up the sugar from your body. And now you're tired. So you get the sugar, you're excited, insulin flush. And now you take away all the sugar and you're tired again. So sugar, tired, sugar, tired. And if you eat sugar, you know what I'm talking about because that's what you probably do most of the time. So you will just go up and down, up and down. And with fasting, you break this. So you stabilize the amount of energy and you can basically be 6 hours, 8, 12, 20, 24 with the same amount of energy without needing more sugar or more food. And uh, to talk a bit about the science, because I know a lot of people want to know a bit the science behind this. 
So we can say that it started with this, um, I'm, I'm reading here, of course, uh, Mark Matheson, PhD, Chief of Laboratory of Neuroscience and Chief of the Cellular and Molecular Neuroscience Section of the National Institute of Aging. Boom. <laughs> so with this guy that when he says, so what do you do? What's your title, Simon? <laughs> I'm a business developer, quite short. <laughs> I'm a creative, that's easy. Creative, that's done. And uh, so what he did was he divided two groups of rats, right? And he divided and he gave the same amount of food to both groups, but... One was eating whenever they wanted, and the other one was eating only after every 24 hours. What happened was that they intermittently, so one group was intermittent fasting, basically, but eating the same amount of calories of the other group. And they found out after a certain amount of time, now I don't have it here, that uh, those who were doing intermittent fasting had reduced stress, made the animal more resistant to, to um, acute stress, yeah? Reduced blood pressure, reduced blood sugar, improved insulin sensitivity, reduced the incidence of cancer, diabetes, and heart disease. And all of that, and in plus, it increased the amount of brain-derived neurotrophic factor, okay? That is difficult, but what it means... Google it. <laughs> Google it, yeah, no. But what it means is that if you have a lot of these and you want a lot of these because it's it's what you use to fight stress, it makes you lose weight, you have lower level of depression. In short, you want as much of this as you can get. And with intermittent fasting, you can get a lot. So this is the science behind the rats. And uh, so when we think about the health ben benefits, so these are the sort of proven one is that it reduces future cancer risk, promote longevity, potential improvement to the immune system, and reduce diabetes risks. Now, when you think about it, how can we actually measure that we are going to live longer, we're not going to get cancer, or the incident of cancer is lower? It's very difficult. So, so I mean, we can believe the science, but for every experiment, there's probably another 10 who would you know, be against this. But what we love about fasting is actually the non-health benefits. Yeah, maybe the, like there's some psychological effect. Still, I will say they're still part of health, if you want to it call them. But that, yeah, it's very hard. When I did my uh, 76 hours fasting, how do you measure that it increased your longevity? You, yeah. know, you need to trust, of course, the research. And uh, uh, it, it's hard for a doctor to pre prescribe fasting as a cure because, well, there's nobody makes money out of uh, fasting. So there's something that it will take time to, 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 for everybody to, to try it. But anyway, for me, fasting has been believing that I can survive for three days without food. It makes you stronger, believe it or not. You, you, you feel something. You feel that you can do it. You can handle it. You can be three entire days without food without struggling even. So I could have done it longer than I had to break it for uh, different reasons, but I will do soon at 100 days. And hopefully my mom doesn't 100 listen. 100 hours. 100, <laughs> yeah, 100 days of, uh, of summer. What was the movie? Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. Well, 100 hours of, uh, of uh, fasting. But 76 was uh, quite easy. As Simone said in the beginning, probably because of my diet. I come from a very strict paleo diet. I don't eat uh, almost never sugar, uh, so very low uh, carb and a lot of fat. 
So I was quite prepared for this three days, and I, I wasn't really hungry. I mean, it's 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 hard to believe, but uh, my colleague were there, so I was at work the entire three days, and it was just it was easy for me. Unfortunately, I could not measure my level of glucose and ketones, and we will talk a bit more maybe about the ketones. But so I don't have any data to share. But that's why I want to do it as soon as I get to New York. I'll buy this beautiful machine to measure uh, to do some blood tests while you fast. And then I can tell you more about it. But it's really about building greater, greater like mental resistance, right? Like I mean, it's a, it's it's about not being addicted. And I love that part because until you don't try it, you don't know it. And it's the fact that like you feel like you can manage stress better. And personally, I love to know that I'm not addicted to anything. And for example, like I've had my times when I wanted to to prove that I can go party without alcohol i can live without alcohol and i've done it i can live without coffee i've done it i can live without solid food and i've done it for three days i only you know drunk juices and i don't know i yes i cleanse my body and there's all the science also behind that but mostly it's about me and myself knowing that i can do stuff and also not eating it's like, you know, it's then when it happens that you need to be at work and you need, for example, to be in a meeting and you need to give your 100% and it's lunchtime. How many times I've been in some meeting and someone is like, okay, I can't think anymore. I need to eat. Yes. Or like, we need to now interrupt this. I need to yes. eat. And, and then you break the flow. And, and you break and the then, flow. And, you, and you, then you get back full and nobody works Exactly. Anymore. And then you're tired. And like you lost there, not one hour for eating. You lost like three hours. And sorry, let's talk about this country now. We're in Finland. And uh, in Finland, do like, you know what time is lunch here? 10 a.m.? No, yeah, but no, but 11 a.m. Yeah, but for example, in this country, the breakfast is so important. Like, people skipping breakfast is something out of people's mind. Like, you should never skip breakfast. Like, who says that? Like, I skip breakfast almost every single day. Porridge, kilos of porridge. So, yeah. that's the breakfast in Finland normally. Yeah. And like, I don't know. Like you don't need that really. Like and you, and I it's, know you think you do. It's very sad when you really think about it that your life and your performance depends on one scoop of porridge that you have in the morning. Yes. I mean, this is something maybe you feel it physically, but wouldn't it be better if you would be uh, if you could live that day without the porridge? I mean, that your salary doesn't depend from that little porridge your performance doesn't doesn't depend from that little porridge and right here i can hear you know the voices uh, you know the minds of the people listening like eh, i need my porridge you have no idea <laughs> yeah i mean it's uh i think it's easy to to believe it and uh, of course um, i mean your life can be wonderful also with the porridge or breakfast or whatever you're eating for breakfast but i think trying can be a good lesson for you. I mean, trying to be a week without your favorite breakfasts and try to resist until lunch, whatever it's 10 a.m. or 12 or 1, that's a good start. It, and, and write it down, what do you feel? Do you feel headache? Do you feel sad? Do you feel that you're dying? And then you will figure it out that most of the fears that you have, they're not there. I mean, you can survive. Nobody will die for skipping one scoop of porridge. And that's a very good point that you, <clears throat> that you make there, Claudius, that they're like writing down something. Because, I mean, it's about measuring. And uh, we cannot measure what's the incidence of you know, cancer, of longevity if we fast. But I can measure 
with myself, with my feeling and with my, you know, stress level and depression level uh, not or happiness level, like what it makes not to eat for a while. And, and I have to say, I really like that. For example, the other day we went to lunch and I wanted to fast and you're like, well, I'm not fasting today, so I'm going to eat a big steak. And you didn't care that I was fasting and I didn't care that you were eating. So it's also very important that like, you know, you can do that with someone also that like, you know, if because if you want to fast and then your partner doesn't want you to fast because they want to eat and will make a big deal out of you not eating, you cannot not eat because they want to eat. And it should be okay that you can do that together with someone. Yeah, like every changes and we will talk a lot about changes. Now, this is uh, uh, um, like one a big one, maybe fasting. A lot of people, they have a lot of emotional connection with food. So food is related to social. Normally you meet, especially where we come from, me and Simone, Italy, you eat like it's, it's, a, it's a big important that everybody eats, but it's a big, big part of uh, socializing and family and friends. You always go out eating. In Finland, maybe you go out drinking. Other places, you can have a tea maybe. In England, let's be very stereotypical here. And But in general, food is where people gather around and, and discuss. So, but as Simone said, you can also meet without food and you can have a tea or without drinking alcohol. So there's a lot of, uh, so if meeting is the point, why having to heed the major point with food or drinks or anything? So uh, always be careful. Again, when you start something like this, people will be against it. So it's better not to tell, especially if it's your first experiment. Just tell very few people. Tell me and Simone so we can keep you accountable and check that you're not dying. Yeah. But don't tell too many people because they will go, oh, no, it's wrong. Oh, see, I told for you. Example, ah. yeah, for example, now I'm making <clears throat> one experiment, but I cannot tell basically anybody. I only told my wife and Claudio. And because it's going to be very hard and it's for the whole year. So I'm already actually writing down what I feel when I can't do those things that I plan not to do. And I don't have any reason other that I want to know I don't, I'm not addicted to it. So, and, the, and this, whole, this whole podcast is about experimenting. So we just tell you, like, I mean, you know, the health benefit could be reduce cancer risk, promote longevity, improvement to the immune system, diabetes risks, reduce, and... And like, if you know all of that, why wouldn't one at least try, you know, but mostly is like psychological. Yeah, it's just two things that could really make you better in terms of health. There are one walking and nobody prescribed walking because there's no gym membership and fasting and nobody prescribed fasting because, well, there's no magical pill with nothing inside. Well, there is and it's called fasting and it's free. So if you do these two things today. And maybe, well, some of our listeners, they're on their 20s, 30s, young, healthy, and they don't feel they need it. But then when you will start to have a family, start to derail a little bit from your normal metabolism, then it might be too late to get back in track. So the earlier, I wish I could have done earlier, I can't change that. So I'm very happy I'm doing it now. And I feel very healthy now. I, I always keep breakfast. So that's, maybe we can talk about our normal I always keep breakfast, very rarely, I, so meaning I have a glass of water, then I skip lunch most of the time, and I have one big meal a day between four and eight, something yeah. like this. So that's my normal schedule. Yeah. I <clears throat> I skip breakfast, and I try to skip lunch if I don't go to gym in the morning, and if I go to gym in the morning, I try to eat a high-protein breakfast, and uh, then you sometimes then I have lunch as well, and uh, what... 
I'm going to experiment next is would it have any effect if I don't eat, you know, if I intermit fast, even if I go to gym. But because that basically like the, the best would be if you go to workout and you eat right afterwards. So you have the meal in the evening after workout. But because I go to gym in the morning, then I need to a bit check, like, can I do both? Like, what, how are my energy level if I don't eat after gym? And again, I'm not going to listen to people telling me, oh, after gym, you have to eat. It's like, well, I've done it until now. I'm going to try. And I'm going to see after one week, after two weeks, how do I feel? I don't want to hear people telling me, no, no, you absolutely need to eat. Otherwise, otherwise what? <laughs> like if I have the energy, I have a lot of energy usually. So like, I think I'm going to be fine. Like the most what I don't have these days is sleep. <laughs> that I would love to yeah, have. That's a not a good more. fasting. You shouldn't <laughs> fast from sleeping. Yeah, that, that's yeah, for sure. That's yeah. for sure. And uh, no, for me, I, I told everybody in the office when I did this three days, and uh, what I did, I had a dinner on Wednesday and then I stopped eating for three days. So I went to work the next day as normal. So till dinner for me, the second day was normal. That's what I do normally. But then I skip also that dinner. And then the next day we had a company meeting and everybody was eating. So I was sitting with them, lunch, dinner, breakfast. And I didn't, I only had tea basically with no sugar. So that was my second day and then the third one and again it takes a lot of your psychological power to do that you know to be to sit with all these people eating and not eating that's yeah but that was uh, again uh, well uh, you know I, I i like steaks i like a lot of food but it it was fine i didn't struggle very much and that's why i want to try 100 hours but with measuring my ketones so ketones let's talk a little bit about ketones just to give a little bit of uh, uh, something that not so many people know so first of all if you search ketosis and ketones you will find two things on the internet one it's a very bad condition that is not what we're talking about so there's two part of the ketosis get confused and the first one i don't actually remember but it's very similar to ketosis but it's a different condition that is not good not healthy but ketosis and ketones these are positive things so what happened is that normally our body use glucose as energy so sugar that's what you do but when the sugar is low, when you don't have enough sugar in your body, uh, the human body is able to break down fats to produce this element called ketones. And ketones are fuel for your body. So you can use either glucose or ketones. And ketones, you only produce them when you have low carb, so low level of sugar and low level of proteins. So when you have mostly fat in your diet or when you fast, now there's no intake of food so your body is able to take fat from your belly or everywhere else turn into ketones and fuel the old body so now you have different uh, energy so what it means now you don't need insulin you have low level of glucose and your energy level it's constant the old time so you you run at a normal energy level the old day so you don't have the up and downs from sugar insulin sugar insulin so very very interesting you can research a bit more just be careful of not confusing the two states one is after, dangerous. after how many hours do you get into the keto this keto. depends so that's again <clears throat> if you if you now listen to this episode and you try to fast for uh, i don't know 24 hours you might not enter ketosis yeah. because well your body needs sugar you're not your insulin sensitivity is not very good so you're not able to you just need sugar you get too hungry and you, you need that fast energy. So, But once you train your body to burn fat efficiently, 
So ketosis can be after probably 16 hours, so 10, 16 hours maybe. I might not be very precise, but like let's say you, you skip uh, lunch, breakfast, you are in a mild ketosis. So you yeah. start to have yeah. some level of ketosis. Uh, and this now what they have been proving, if you search on the internet, there's a lot of uh, research done on kids with epilepsy and this reduce, if not completely eradicate, uh, epilepsy on kids. So when they have these seizures, uh, seizures, uh, yeah. yeah, so they they don't have them anymore when the diet is changed into a more ketogenic diet where there's low carbs, low level of protein. So in this, you can actually see immediately the effect of a kind of fasted state or keto uh, ketosis state. Right. And uh, the thing is that it's about experimenting. It's about you try it and see it. I can, I can tell you that one of our friends uh, tried it like he decided to try it and he said he has never felt better like after one week of intermittent fasting. So eating only one meal per day and he would have never believed it before. And together with that, another one is also walking every day, which he never did it before. And he's also, you know, feeling better and better. So just try, you know, like if you want to, like if you're interested about it, you don't lose anything. First of all, you don't lose money because you're not spending because you're not eating. Yeah, it's uh, which very is actually, cheap. <laughs> it's very cheap to try. And there's really like, and okay, there's also one thing. Uh, I'm I'm still addicted now to sti stimulants. So I need my coffee in the morning and, uh, and get that. And the thing is that you are addicted probably to the porridge or to the breakfast. So it's not a pleasant thing to do the first few days but it takes time i mean for every habit it takes it's the same as when you go to the gym in the morning that you need to wake up at 5 30 or 6 you hate it but then after a while it gets better because you know the feeling you have afterwards at, at least i hope it gets better it got better for me so so try for a few days and then and then see and then if it's not for you then you know it but Honestly, I haven't heard a single person who has tried it for a few days and has then said, oh, I hate it. I will never do it. And actually, my problem now is that if I have breakfast, lunch and dinner and they're both and they're all somehow a bit big, big meals, I feel bad. Like I go to sleep that my stomach hurts because I'm not used to eat so much anymore. And there I see it. I mean, there I listen to my body and I know it. So let me tell you one thing. Now, this year I will turn 40, 40. And uh, when you turn 40, when you're on the other side, now you know that 80% you will die of four reasons. So heart attack, uh, cancer, degenerative disease like Alzheimer, Parkinson, and then there's the heart when you get some uh, seizure, seizure in, your in, your, in your brain. Yeah, exactly. So these are the four major causes of death. And fasting attaches three of them, right? Yeah, and then now whatever I can do to improve my health because I don't wanna, I don't wanna take medicine. So that's the other thing. Of course, with modern medicine, you can take your cholesterol pills, or blood pressure, whatever. So you can take a lot of medicine and survive. But I would love to thrive. So I would really like to live a very healthy life as I am now when I'm 80 or 90, and that's what I'm doing now to prevent this. Of course, if I could eat only pizza and ice cream, that would be the best life ever. But unfortunately, it's not possible. And although you and might... also you will get stomachache if you just eat. Well, let's say you, <laughs> in a perfect world, you know, we evolved to eat only pizza and ice cream. That would be just amazing. And uh, but, but now our body doesn't work like that. And although you think your body does, think again. Because think again. You, you might be punching your, yourself 
for a very long time until it hurts at some yeah, point. Yeah, evolution went way too fast. Or, or we think that it went so fast, but it, it didn't. Like, we are still... The, Dinosaurs. We are still at the, at the ah! time. And now, actually, we can end the, the fasting by... You can talk about, like, how your mother... Because I, for example, I still haven't told my parents that I don't eat... Big mistake. Like, telling yeah, my don't, mom. Don't, don't say that. But so, what, what, what did so, your mom say? So, I told my mom that I was doing this experiment. We have a WhatsApp group with my uh, sisters, uh, my two sisters and my mom. And uh, I told, well, you know, I'm not going to eat for three days. Ah, nah! So, what I did was uh, I started to write 24... 32. So these so are the, the hours. hours that you were... And mom was like, why are you doing this to me? Why are you? So she wasn't really worried about me. She was worried about herself, like dying because his son like was the worst educator, her... the worst mother yeah, ever. Yeah. Her son wasn't uh, eating. So she was uh, in pain. And then when I uh, got to the 70, I was planning for uh, three days, but I put it two, three extra hours on top. And I was like, stop it now. And then it was fun. A few days later, my sister uh, asked me something and a, a number was the answer in there. And then my mom was like, again, why are you doing this to me? I was like, mom, it was just 33. That's the answer to the question. Like, uh, <laughs> So, but definitely Italian moms, they don't take fasting very well. So if you have an Italian mom or a mom in general, probably don't, don't tell, tell her. It. Don't yeah, tell it. What you're uh, avoid unnecessary pain yeah. for her. Do you think, think, think that my parents already like they don't like that I go to the gym in the morning because I don't have enough energy for my oh, kids in the evening then? <laughs> yes, yes. So there's a lot of beliefs. And I, I would love actually to have an episode with you, Simone, to discuss. I mean, now we're laughing and other people believing about breakfast and things. Yeah. And uh, But what is it that we believe that we should actually laugh at? You know, I'm pretty sure me and you, we believe that Santa Claus, whatever. Oh, is there no Santa Claus? So whatever it is, we need to think about this and and punch each other on this mm, uh, stupid yeah. belief we might have. Because everybody has some stupid belief and not that we're cooler. And uh, Maybe fasting is the most stupid thing you could do to yourself. We don't know. But for now, we believe it's cool. So prove us wrong. And uh, But it believes it's, it's, it's a great one. We yeah. all believe things. And it could be something we learned when we were kids. Our mom told us, whatever it is, and you now still believe it, but you learned this when you were three years old. So now that you're... It's very difficult, though, because we've had a sort of similar upbringing. So Italian and then living in Finland, like we would have probably someone else, you know, that has to tell us. Yeah, yeah. So it's easy. Moving to a different country normally helps to see a lot of stuff you believed. And I don't know, in Italy, we believe a lot of stuff is healthy. In Finland, it's the opposite. So yeah. now you start to think maybe it's in between and then you yeah. find something else. So beliefs. But, and in the, yeah, actually, I think we talked enough about fasting and actually next episodes. And uh, now we need to think which one is going to be, but there's going to be about investing in personal finance, about... We got an expert coming yes. or is that a secret? No, no, it, it's okay. The power of habits, we have about living abroad, travel smart, we have men versus women, we have how sales is like dating, we have a lot, a lot of like, and challenges, 30 days challenges, and we have, we have a lot of episodes coming up. But uh, to to now finish, um, we have, also we want to keep something that we do at the end of every episode, and it's two questions. So the books we're reading at the moment and uh, what are we going to experiment next? So books you're reading, Claudio, at the moment? Feel the fear and do it anyway. 
The author is Susan Somebody. I will put in the, the, in the notes. notes. Thank you so that means I need to look for it. Yeah, <laughs> but well, I, I don't think there's feel the fear and do it anyway. You can Google it. Uh, it's a very good book. It talks about whatever you fear in life that you need to make a decision. So everybody has fear, but then you can either decide not to act or to act on it. And the old problem goes down to believing that you can handle it. Because if you believe you can handle it, well, you can be afraid, but still you will do it. If you believe you can't handle it, then you won't do it. You will blame other people. It's your boss. It's your boyfriend. It's your husband. It's your wife or your kids or whatever. Which is very good also about fasting because you, if you don't believe you can do it, you won't do it. I need my porridge in the morning. Yes. You know? Yes. Exactly. So yeah. it's a fear that you will die. Well... It's a nice fear to have, but believe that you can handle it. It will, you will learn something out of it. Susan Jeffers, somebody Susan Googled. Jeffers. Yes, <laughs> I googled. Hi, it. Susan. Um, I'm. I just finished actually an officer and a spy. So actually, as you, as usual, we have the you are the nonfiction guy <laughs> and I'm the fiction guy. But I love historical fiction. And for some reason now, they're all based in France in the Second World War. But this one was very interesting because, well, it started with all the characters in this book have lived. Even the smallest one has lived, has existed. And this is like, you know, a representation of their life. And An Officer and a Spy is about the Dreyfus, I guess you say, Dreyfus affair, which we studied in school, but I completely forgot about it. So Dreyfus was a Jew who has been accused of uh, uh, giving to the Germans some uh, some uh, very, you know, high confidential intelligence, information. confidential information, exactly. It was accused and sent to an island. And then we have uh, Picard, which is a detective, really much like, he reminded me a lot to Mikkel Blankfist from, uh, from the woman with the dragon tattoo. I don't know if you read the Steve yeah. Larson trilogy. Nope. Nope. James Bond. Do you know James Bond? So, yes, okay. It's a, it's, a, it's a mix between James Bond and Mickey Mouse, pretty okay. much, because he's super nice, but he's also badass. And, uh, and he tried to, well, he basically found out that maybe this guy might be innocent. And the whole book is him against the whole of France. So they imprison him and everything. And then there is real people. So there is Zola, which is an author from France, very big, and he wrote Jacuzzi. And so this is also the story behind the Jacuzzi, how he wrote this piece about the Dreyfus affair. And anyway, the fact that everything, or almost everything happened, really, it made it like, I was all the time reading, like, wow, like, does this really happen? Like, is this true? Like, I can't, I can't, you know... Isn't it cool when you get into this kind of state with books? Like, well, no, my kind of book, my kind of yeah, no, but it is, it is, but but it's fictions. They're really cool when you. And also, like, I like this. Like, for example, now even on TV series, now they started to be like that. So there was a documentary making of a murder, or there is the O.J. Simpson series, and they're all like based on true, you know, story that you know, how do you say trial that went really like create like that you would expect one one outcome and it's completely the opposite and you're like what are people insane but yeah so that's the book i'm reading an officer and a spy by robert harris and um yeah next experiment uh, i think we touched briefly uh, on top of this so i said that i want to do my 100 uh, not days but hours of fasting and uh, with measuring so i yeah. can actually give you some uh, more results on the ketones level 
And yeah. I want to do like, I want to try like, what can I do fasting with the gym as well? So somehow do intermittent fasting and still go to gym and still perform 100% as I like to do. So question is, what are you going to experiment next? Can we end like that or do we need to say like goodbye? <laughs> I guess we can say goodbye. Thank you to all our listeners. 101, hopefully. <laughs> and uh, Claudio, you have a safe trip to New York. So next we will have the next episode. You will be uh, calling. By the way, we will never end this episode, but I shaved... <laughs> so when you see the pictures of this podcast, you see a long beard, but I had to shave in order to get in in the United States of America. One, one of the names was Bearded News or something. Now you cannot even do that anymore. Yes. So, no, actually, we, it's not finished yet. Uh, we remind you that we have now a Facebook page. So Only Sex is Better, the podcast is on Facebook. Go like ask your questions. We already have a fan who wrote something on the wall. Thank you so much. It was an amazing moment. And, uh, and we want more of you. And, you know, I keep on getting WhatsApp messages from people, like feedback. Instead of WhatsApp, put it out there on Facebook, on Twitter. We like more. To it will public. help us. It will help us yeah. to, to spread the, the, the news. Exactly. And um, hopefully it was informative and fun. That's what we try to do with this podcast. And goodbye and see you in New York. Ciao.